Welcome to Entrusted Hope Podcast, a ministry outreach of Entrusted Hope Ministries. We're so glad that you've chosen to join us today as we dive into the Word of God, entrusting to you what has been entrusted to us. Join us now as our host and Bible teacher, Dr. O'Shea Lowry, teaches God's unchanging truth while passing on life lessons entrusted to her amid her journey. Hey, this is Shay, and today I want to bring to you a brief devotion entitled, A New Appointed Journey. This is a story derived from the book of Ruth involving a woman's loss and a new appointed journey. It is a narrative that unfolds lessons for one's voyage woven together with passages of hope for one's future. In the book of Ruth, we read of Naomi, her husband, and two sons leaving their homeland of Bethlehem due to a famine. They journey to the land of Moab for food and provision. Yet, as time goes by, Naomi's husband dies, leaving her with two sons and eventually two daughters-in-law named Orpah and Ruth. Yet, as we will quickly discover in chapter 1, Naomi's trials were only beginning. Years later, she would find herself standing at a crossroads once again, facing additional losses, the death of her two sons. Never could she have imagined such demise. Following the passing of her family, Naomi makes a decision to return to her homeland for provision purposes. So she packs up and heads toward the very place she had exited years prior due to the famine. And as she does, she urges both her daughters-in-law to go back to their mother's home. Orpah decides to return, but Ruth clings to Naomi. In Ruth chapter 1, we read, Then she said, Behold, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. Thus may the Lord do to me and worse, if anything but death parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. So they both went until they came to Bethlehem. I want us to shine a spotlight for just a moment on Ruth in order to discover the ways she chose to handle the journey that was now entrusted to her. Thus far, we have observed Ruth's loss of her husband's death. We have observed Ruth's dedication to her mother-in-law to leave the security of all she had ever known in order to follow Naomi back to her homeland. We've observed Ruth's decision uh, to follow God and to worship Him. Yet now we are going to see Ruth's determination to make the best of what she had been through and of the new journey entrusted to her. And moving forward, we now come to the scene where Naomi and Ruth are living in Bethlehem. Boaz, a kinsman to Naomi's husband, is also residing in Bethlehem. Well, he was a man of great wealth and owned many fields of grain. Both Naomi and Ruth had to eat. So Ruth, determined to make a living for them both, makes a request from Naomi. In Ruth chapter 2, we read, And Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain, after one in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So she departed and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come upon the portion of the field belonging to Boaz. Well, here we see God's favor in leading Ruth to the field of Boaz. Boaz eventually comes on the scene and he notices Ruth. 
He then inquires to those around him asking, who is she and where does she come from? Then, after he hears that she is with Naomi, Boaz approaches Ruth and begins to show her even more favor. In Ruth chapter 2, we read, Then Boaz said to Ruth, Listen carefully, my daughter. Do not go and glean in another field. Furthermore, do not go on from this one, but stay here with my maids. Let your eyes be upon the field which they reap and go after them. Indeed, I have commanded the servants not to touch you. When you are thirsty, go to the water jars and drink from what the servants draw. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your sight, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? Boaz replied to her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law after the death of your husband has been fully reported to me, and how you left your father and your mother and the land of your birth, and came to a people that you did not previously. No. Ruth stayed in the field, and Boaz fed both she and her mother-in-law. In Psalm 32, 8, it states, I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go, and I will counsel you with my eye upon you. You see, the Lord had guided Ruth with his eye upon her, shown favor to her, and was now providing for both she and her mother-in-law. But God was not finished with Ruth's life. At the close of the story, through God's leading, Boaz redeems Ruth by marrying her, and later both are blessed with a baby boy named Obed. The book of Ruth ends with this verse, And to Obed was born Jesse, and to Jesse David. Thus began the line of David to which our Savior came from. Ruth was used in the very lineage of our Savior. You see, on the other side of her tragedy awaited a new future filled with hope and more blessings than she could have ever imagined. In 1990, at the age of 24, I was rushed to a hospital in North Alabama where I received news of my husband's death. Family began to arrive in a small room where the doctor had just announced the news of an accident which took my husband's life. As time went by, I was finally given permission to view his body one last time. After spending a period with my husband, I walked into a bathroom, looked into the mirror, and said out loud, Lord, what am I going to do? I was a stay-at-home mom with no college education, and the next move would be one with great uncertainty, to say the least. Yet, little did I know at that precise moment that God would take all that I had been through then and was going to go through later and work it all together for good. Years later, I found, I found myself sitting at a restaurant in Dallas, Texas, discussing a class I had been asked to teach for single moms at First Dallas on the very anniversary of my husband's death. Never could I have imagined that God would take a tragedy and turn it into a ministry, one that would later be called strong and courageous. You see, at the age of 24, I could not see beyond my crisis, nor could I fathom how I would get through such a time. However, God knew what He was going to do both in the crisis and through it. He was faithful then, and He is faithful now. You see, while we only see the pain, He sees the purpose. And because of Jesus Christ, there will always be hope, even amid our crisis. God is writing your story. He is weaving together a thread of days filled with purpose, His promises, and His many blessings. May we too be like Ruth in our dedication to others and our decision to follow God no matter where He leads and in our determination to make the best of what has been entrusted to us through Christ while depending on His grace and mercy to carry us through. Ruth never imagined that one day people would be reading her story 
But if she could speak to us today, I believe we would hear her say the words, now I understand. Remember, while we only see what is in front of us, God sees what is beyond us, and He promises to work all things together for good for those who love Him. Ladies, may we be strong and courageous. Thank you for listening to Entrusted Hope Podcast. We pray today's teaching brought you hope and comfort in God's truth and in His love. For more information on Entrusted Hope Ministries, visit our website at www.entrustedhopeministries.org. Have a blessed day, and thank you again for listening to Entrusted Hope Podcast, an outreach of Entrusted Hope Ministries.